What's up, everyone? This is Graham DeNoyer, Agile Coach and CEO of Collaborally. Welcome to the Serious Velocity podcast. Uh, what may be turning into my sort of personal audio diary where I give you, the Agilist or design thinker or general leader of a team, some additional tools for your toolbox to think better, improve decisions uh, in order to build a better, you know, anything, whether that's building a team, a business, uh, a new product, service, or experience. So my episodes here are generally unscripted. They're short, and they might even have bad audio, uh, but I hope that they instigate some new thoughts and conversations. Um, I'm constantly trying to improve the show, and I want to hear what you think. So if you have feedback, connect with me on LinkedIn, or shoot me an email at Graham at collaborly.com, and I'd appreciate it. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about designing better meetings. So let's hop into it. Delivering products and services better and faster starts with creating an incredible work experience for the people that are doing the work. This is how you generate serious velocity. All right, all right. So uh, designing better meetings, um, where do we start? I guess we could start talking first about like what are, what are meetings? Um, why we get together and have them? We're all familiar with the types of meetings that we experience and we all probably have our own definition of that and, and why we're there and what we're doing in them. Um, but generally like, um, I think, uh, what is it here? I wrote down Oxford dictionaries definition, which is a meeting is an occasion when people come together, uh, to gather, to discuss or decide something. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what we all are familiar with them, um, being a time that we all come together and we, we discuss or decide something. Um, a lot of times, my in my experience, those meetings spend a lot more on the discuss side, and uh, maybe that's because of these, you know, the different types of meetings for discussing or deciding. Like, you're, you know, you're coming together to like obtain some type of input. Maybe this is for synchronization. We're just trying to get on the same page, or we're trying to, you know, um, provide the information we have to a single decision maker, maybe. So, right. So we're sharing information. Uh, maybe we're trying to advance the thinking of the group. Um, trying to share what we know, trying to share our experience to help decisions outside of our, um, of our scope, you know, for other people. Uh, we're trying to improve communication. Maybe we're coming together to, um, you know, design new ways to improve better or again to share that information maybe we're trying to build a community right maybe we're doing some type of um, team building group um, trying to improve our group dynamics or maybe we're trying to like make an overarching decision or improve our capacity um, a lot of times if we come together and we can share that information and we can um, visualize the obstacles that we're up against, then we can actually improve our capacity or at least our output 
and um, by keeping our, our capacity, uh, you know, the same. Um, so like those, 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 I think are the most common reasons that we come together. Um, I think where, in in my experience that they fall apart is in a pre, a pre-definition of, of the intended outcome or like a set definition, a shared understanding of what the outcome is supposed to be. Why are we coming together? Is it to do one of these things? Um, so let's talk about that. Like, how do you design that better outcome? Um, well, I think that it starts with preparing yourself, you know, is, is it, um, if it is your meeting, then you are in a, in a sense, facilitating that meeting, right? You're either going to be an enabler of a group of people just coming together, right. To, to just for the sake of coming together because it's on our calendar and we're going to come together and meet, or you could be a facilitator, um, and take that group of people through a, uh, a set of phased steps that result in that outcome that you decided on. Um, so what's that mean to, to set yourself up to facilitate a team? It means that, um, that, you know, the time period for each of the stages of the meeting, that way you can progress through and demonstrate respect for other people's times. Um, I've identified, I think four stages in every meeting, every meeting should have, uh, and they break down into these four C's. Um, and there's, um, a couple of people use this framework, this four C's framework, and it's, uh, collect, choose, create, and commit. Um, with, with collecting, right. We all come together. Uh, and this is, uh, sort of this phase where we're doing, we're acquiring new information. We're collecting the voices in the room. And this doesn't mean that, um, uh, where, where I've commonly observed meetings going wrong in this phase is when we leave it totally open and everybody gets to talk. Um, and if you think about that, if we had, you know, just six people in the room, um, and everyone talks to collect that information, we, let's, you know, just call it, um, you know, five minutes, everybody gets an average of five minutes. Well, we're, we're already about shot here on time. Um, so this collect phase, I like to use some visualization techniques and some uh, a sort of method called, you know, together alone. So we're going to do this all together. We're here, but we're going to do do it um, sort of in silence. And you can do that a number of different ways through uh, some technology um, using. I've done some fun things with like Mentimeter, um, which is an app, an online app, uh, or doing just a the hardcore, uh, sticky notes and, and Sharpies collecting up everybody's understanding and all their information. Um, that way you can actually visualize it. Cause I think once you can visualize something, um, you can start to do something with that, right? Uh, people's ideas are just words. I can't, uh, I can't collect those in this unless I'm collecting them down on a single sheet of paper, but that's why I love things that are easy as sticky notes where I can start to move them around, put them in buckets, um, identify big ideas, identify groups of challenges and start to help the team get inspired. Right. Uh, so in this next phase, then we go to choose where 
we're going to take those ideas and we're going to find like what areas should we focus on? What areas should we ignore here? Um, this is the phase where we're um, trying to eliminate any confusion on the team. And we're going to determine like what it is that we are going to work on. So we came together, we collected information, and now we're going to choose the direction that we're supposed to be heading or that is most valuable. There's a number of ways uh, for, for doing that. I think that um, there, uh, for choosing, like you get into this like prioritization mode now, um, and you can do that a number of different ways, like by, um, you know, using a method called like the Kano method or going through, if you're doing like feature prioritization, maybe you're trying to figure out what your team should be working on next. If you're building a digital product, you know, you could use, uh, there's a method called rice, the rice method where you, you basically calculate the, the reach, the impact, the confidence, and the amount of effort that's going to go into something. Um, you could use impact versus effort matrix. Um, I've, I, I love this one. I do this one with, um, buckets of sticky notes. I've done it with uh, Lego models in Lego serious play business workshops. Um, so yeah, uh, what else? What other ones are out there? Like the Moscow method is pretty popular. Anyways, like there's, there's a number of different ways that you can go through to prioritize the work that your team has to get done. Um, that way you can best choose and, and everybody's on the same page then about choosing what it is that you're going to go forth and work on. Uh, next phase like is going into this create phase. So I've, I've collected all the voices. I've collected all the information, the ideas, the challenges. Now we've, we've broke down and chose what it is that we're going to work on. So now it's time to commit, like create a plan, right? So we, um, this is the step where we're going to, we're going to work through, quickly work through what are some solutions? Like, how do we get from where we are now to where we want to be, right? Um, this doesn't have to be anything creative. This could be like uh, an ordered event of what we know needs to happen, an ordered number of events for what we know needs to happen. Um, and this could be in, you know, however it is that uh, prioritizing those steps works for your team, but you're now defining the steps and then you're prioritizing the order in which those have to happen. Step A has to happen before step B. Step B has to happen before step C, um, you know, or however it is that you're going to prioritize those tasks. Is it based off of time? Is it based off of, um, you know, the fact that this has to be developed before this next thing can um, whatever it is, this is the step where you are going to create a plan for how to get from where you are to where you want to be. Uh, and then our net, our final step here, we're committing to something where every, you know everyone in the room for their individual self or for their team is going to commit to um, whatever steps fall into uh, into their into their lane, into their scope, into their area of uh, accountability they're going to own those like tangible next steps and they're going to uh, commit to the rest of the team that they're going to um, they are going to deliver that prioritized solution they're going to make sure that they're what what step is inside their scope they're actually going to commit to and implement um, and this means like i'm putting my name on it graham and i plan to have this done by this wednesday 
Uh, and that allows everyone else subsequent from me to know that they can expect to either continue work or start work on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday morning, however, however it shakes out. Um, but I think like laying out those stages in your meeting, figuring out what you need to do in each one of those stages is where you stand to best improve, um, to best improve a meeting and to reach the, the intended outcome. Um, once you have that laid out, then you can sort of like prepare the audience and you can set the expectation. I think too often we put together PowerPoints that just have an agenda on it and we all think we know what it means. And we've already set the expectation to tune out because I know that I'm coming there and I don't have to talk until slide seven. But if we create a create meeting dynamics where everyone is expected to be involved because you're your um, your presence is valued, then we can come in and we can uh, we can go through these these four phases where we you know diverge and create a bunch of choices and then we make some choices and then we um, you know converge again and leave out of there with an actionable plan that we've committed to. Um, so knowing that I've prepared the audience, I've set the expectations, everyone's coming in, knowing that they're being expected to bring their best mind forward and that it's going to be valued and the voice is going to get heard. Um, and if not, then they know that they can, uh, their time is being respected because maybe they can, you know, they don't have to come now. Uh, they know what the outcome is going to be and they don't need, they don't have an input into that. Um, so that might even shrink the uh, number of participants coming to your meetings and they can uh, have their time valued doing something else. Um, once the meetings are kicking off, like it's important to start with an, uh, some type of operating agreement. We walk in here and we say, all right, this is a, like reviewing why we're here, what our output is. Here's some of the, you know, the, our particulars. You know, if, if, this, if this happens, if we get stuck, I will be the final decider and we're going to quickly move. Each one of these phases are going to take so much time and we expect to only be in this meeting for this much time. If we've not made a decision by this time, we are going to, you know, shift from the pre-identified outcome uh, and, and identify the best possible path forward um, so that we can best value everybody's time. Um, whatever those key things are going to be for your operating agreement, it's, I just, really think it's important that everybody establishes that at the beginning of every meeting. Uh, and lastly, I think it's important that we hold a retrospective at the end. Um, before we close out that meeting that we take five minutes and, and dedicate the time to go, okay, what went well here? What didn't go well? What should we change about next meeting? Um, and actually, you know, continue to, to make these things, uh, continue to make our meetings better. If we demonstrate to the people that are coming to the meetings that we're continuously trying to make them better, then we stand a better chance to get um, better inputs. Once they're there, we can start making better business decisions. We can start having um, increase the satisfaction of our employees um, and everything else. So um, we're at like 14 minutes. So I, this is probably my longest episode yet. Um, hope it was valuable and thank you so much for listening.
Thank you so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by Collaborly, where we make faster decisions, incredible meetings, and better business experiences. Uh, all of our friends, to include Lada Soap. Uh, Lada Soap is handcrafted, sustainable luxury soap, handcrafted in Alaska. They individually select sustainable and environmentally friendly ingredients, and then they craft small batches using this cold process method that produces this long-lasting bar with rich and creamy lather. Uh, check them out at ladasoap.com. Thank you again.